So as I read from the scripture, I will be calling up the children. We have um, Joseph and Mary, angels, the wise men, sheep, shepherds. Um, So wait for yourself to be called, and then when you're called, please come stand around the manger. And this is the word of God for the people of God. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinus was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. Can I please get Joseph and Mary? So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem to the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Can I please get the shepherds and angels? Excuse me, shepherds and sheep? And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, (laughs) keeping watch over their flocks at night. And now the angels. Come on up, angels. Beautiful. (laughs) An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with angel praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men to whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in their heart. Can we get the wise men, please? Thank you. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising the God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Thank you. Can I get a round of applause for the And you may be seated. Thank you, kids.
Wasn't that a beautiful nativity? As Chrissy just read the Christmas story to you, doesn't it just sound so neat and put together? So cute and clean. Something that strikes me is how serene Jesus' birth always seems. Especially when we have such beautiful, perfect nativities. The sheep didn't even make noise. Jesus didn't cry. It was great. When we hear this scripture, we often imagine the night to be completely still and silent. Joseph and Mary calmly make their way through the desert with a clear sky and stars dazzling above them. Unable to find a safe place for Mary to give birth, they happen upon a stable and Mary gives birth completely pain-free and effortlessly. The animals are incredibly polite. They remain quiet. They don't use the bathroom in their stalls or anywhere near the baby. They stay still the entire time. Angels appear, and they're not scary at all, even though biblical angels have like six eyes and a lot of wings and are incredibly terrifying. <laughs> Mary, who's just given birth, doesn't mind when guests appear immediately afterwards. She isn't tired, and she's a lovely host welcoming strangers. A well-tempered baby Jesus lies there quietly, wrapped tidily in a baby blanket. I always wonder how far off our imaginings of the birth of Jesus is. The gift of nativity scenes and of telling the story over and over again is that it's often beautiful. A month or two ago, the church did a deep clean of the room where we store most of our Christmas stuff, and I found more nativities than I've ever seen in one church in my life. In fact, I'll let you guess how many nativity sets we had. 24 is a lot. We had 10. Did anybody guess 10? <laughs> yeah, you win something. <laughs> we found 10 different nativity sets. And one thing about them, as different as they all were, some of them were beautiful ivory colors, some of them glass, some of them breakable, some of them ceramic, some of them plastic, and including a chicken, which I've never seen before. One thing they have in common is they all just look so neat and put together. Our assumptions, I think, our creation of beautiful things sometimes gets in the way of the truth of Christ's birth. A story that is often very far from what we like to imagine. A story that isn't quite as beautiful. The truth of Christ's birth is that he is born to refugee parents. His parents are fleeing to Egypt following the decree of King Herod to kill any male infants being born because there is a prophecy that a new king is coming and Herod in fear, in fear seeks to destroy any potential opponent. Jesus is born to a young mother who's conceived him out of wedlock. And while most folks probably wouldn't believe her story, that it was the Holy Spirit and not Joseph, 
She is, yeah. <laughs> Mary, for the outer world, is just full of sin. Jesus is born to parents who are poor, to an earthly father who's no more than a carpenter. He's born to folks who are unhoused, seeking shelter, like many in the world and even in Raleigh will be tonight. I imagine Joseph and Mary are just terrified. They're not in their home. This isn't what they'd planned for. This isn't how their future was supposed to go, even if they've agreed to it. Even as Mary has found her way to being joyous about the son she will give birth to, this wasn't what they were planning for. Joseph, I imagine, is doing his best to protect Mary and this child that's not really his, but is his, hoping it will be enough hoping that he will be enough. In truth, the events of Luke as we read them were probably less serene and less beautiful than what the kids just demonstrated. I imagine Mary and Joseph are perhaps full of fear or panic as they flee for their baby's life. I imagine Mary is literally miserable as she is very close to giving birth and finding herself hiking through a desert. Whether, whether or not it's on foot or on donkey, neither one of those can feel very good for a woman waiting to give birth any moment. I imagine the stable's not a calm picture like we like to think it is. It's gotta be chaotic and noisy and smelly and not well insulated. As animals roam around and Mary endures the pain of childbirth without medication for who knows how long. The truth is that Christ is held in a womb and his birth is just as pleasant or unpleasant as any of the births of you who sit here. Jesus is wrapped in scraps of clothing rather than a beautiful new blanket and as Mary holds her son for the first time, grateful he's here, I imagine she's wondering, how am I going to raise this one? How am I to be the mother of God? How am I, a teenage girl, a poor woman, going to mother the Messiah? I'm sure shepherds were very awkward guests as they stumbled upon this family in the midst of an intimate moment, hoping to meet the one who would deliver them all. Jesus is born, friends. And while we like to think of it as this perfect, clean, neat, and tidy thing, the truth of the gospel is that it's anything but. This week, a pastor friend of mine reminded me, as they do every single year, that a modern version of this would probably include Mary as an unsheltered brown person giving birth in a gas station. It's wild to think about, and it somehow makes this story even better.
It makes us realize that Jesus came and took on all of humanity, not in a neat and tidy way, but in this messy, messy way. In this way that we all have the opportunity to experience. When we realize Joseph is likely a nervous wreck trying to provide for his family, and Mary probably screamed in labor. When we realize Jesus probably cried as all babies do. When we realize Mary is likely frustrated as she tries to feed Jesus for the first time. When we realize In the modern version of this story, Mary's a lot like women we would look away from and blame themselves for their own situation, not wanting to offer help to. The story changes. Something I love about Christ's story, something that touches the core of my soul and hopefully the core of all of your souls, is that Christ comes And he takes on these incredibly lowly, simple, everyday, messy things. And he makes them miraculous. He makes them holy. He makes it so that something like a dirty stable is a gift. He makes it so that a woman people would ignore becomes a saint. He makes a carpenter, a scared young man, a father. He makes an unlikely family beloved. He makes shepherds, people who are considered the outskirts with a really bad job, the first to find this new blessing. Christ just takes on all of what it is to be human. He takes all of our messiness and he lives it himself. His story isn't glamorous or perfect. It's both ordinary and extraordinary. Truthfully, it's something I look at and just kind of cringe at because it's not a situation I would ever want to be in. Story of a brown refugee family giving birth in a stable, poor and unsure of what they're doing and hoping their child won't be murdered. It's not a life I would choose. And somehow it's the life Christ himself chose. And even more amazing, somehow it's the way all of us are brought light and salvation. Christ comes into the the world in a way anyone else could come. And somehow he brings with it the gifts of hope and joy and peace and love. This baby which is born brings salvation to all of us. This baby which is born brings light. Light which existed at the beginning of creation itself and comes to us again on this night. Light which cannot be stomped out light which shines and is beckoning us all towards it. And so, friends, I invite you to join me in rejoicing. For Christ has come in messy and hard and unexpected ways. 
and we have the gift of finding him. Glory be to God. Amen.